hold on. All right, good evening guys and welcome to a Facebook Live edition of Father's Fire. I'm super, super excited. I've invited three phenomenal men to join me tonight. Up in the upper left is my good friend Antoine Brown. He's a comedian, motivational speaker. Uh, he's just a phenomenal guy. The gentleman in the lower left with the lion behind him, that is my good friend and mentor, Mike Lewis. Uh, he's part of the Elite Speaking Academy. And then the gentleman down in the lower right with the awesome SFD hat is uh, Rick Kolb <laughs> from Spot Free Detail. Uh, he's in the, my automotive detailing industry circles, and I've really learned to trust and uh, respect his opinion. So about a Thank week you. ago, um, my wife and I were having a discussion. In fact, the last, I will be quite honest, um, and I haven't totally shared the entire story yet, but I will when the time is right. But um, Judy and I have been battling some pretty heavy challenges in our family for the last 18, 19 months, and they're really starting to come to a head this summer. And it's been a very emotional, heart-wrenching heart-searching time as we've worked through this challenge, not only as a couple, but as a family. And on this one particular day, my wife was, she was kind of in a dark spot and she was crying and, and we were t talking and I was just holding her and, and uh, she kind of, you know, pushed back a little bit. She goes, Jody, why don't you cry? <laughs> why don't you get emotional like I do? And, 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 uh, it, almost like it was, you know, she felt bad for being inside of those motions. You know, she's like, man, I just want to turn off the waterworks. I don't want to feel this way. I want to be able to just solve the problem like you do. And I'm like, first of all, sweetheart, <laughs> I do cry. It's just, you may not necessarily see it. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there are times when I'm, you know, up early in the morning before, cause I get up every day at five o'clock. And so I have personal scripture study and meditation and, and prayer time. And during that time, sweetheart, there are times when I'm pouring my heart out to God and he's seeing and hearing the tears, you're just not hearing it. So it's not that I don't cry. It's just that when I'm with you, I'm cognizantly working to be the strength while finding the strength, right? Because sometimes, you know, you're, you're bringing tough questions to me and they're searing my heart. But I, I recognize that at that moment, you need a shoulder. You need my strength. And we together are stronger together. And so I wanted, so, and that really kind of opened her eyes to go, yeah, well, yeah, I, I can see that. So, so what has been you guys' experience as you've wrestled with those tough challenges in your life, you know, as you come together as a husband and wife, how are you balancing the, you know, the need to be strong, but also to be open and honest with what's going in your heart and also in your mind? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I just cry. <laughs> I just let out a good cry. And then she's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm joking, man. I'm, I'm really right there with you, man. Uh, uh, man, I, I remember, I can remember a time where my wife was really upset about something. And see, my problem has been, I got to fix it. You know, I got to, she's crying. I got to fix her. She's broken. Yes. She's leaking, you know? So I'm like, I got to fix her. And, and, uh, I learned pretty quickly that that was not what she needed. And so, um, your wife was nice enough to say, why won't you cry? My wife was nice enough to say something a little different, but, um, <laughs> but, but that was, uh, that I think that this is a good topic because, uh, that is a, a major issue. I, I believe it's a major issue being able to connect with, with your wife as a man and still be a man. 
you know, uh, and not turn into this soft, mushy, you know, you know, I mean, some, some, some women may like that, but I know my wife doesn't want that, you know, but she does want me to be sensitive. And I'll just tell you this real quick. Um, uh, I remember when my wife's brother passed away. Um, he's a little older than her, a couple years older than her. He got real sick. He was down in Atlanta and, uh, we, we went to visit him shortly before he, well, they put him, they put him in hospice. And so we went to visit him together and, uh, he was laying in that bed and, and you could just tell, I mean, it was just a matter of days, a couple of days or whatever. And, um, so she was just sitting at his bedside and her biggest thing was making sure that he was okay with God, you know, before he made his transition. And, uh, which, you know, you know, which definitely is the most important thing at that point. And so I remember, uh, and, uh, you know, we had been married, you know, over, I think over 13 years at that point, 12 years or whatever. And so I had learned quite a bit at that, by that point. I still don't know everything. I mean, I'm still lost a lot of times, but we've been married for almost 20 years now. But um, I remember what, one of the things that I learned was to try to read her, you know, try to read her and not necessarily uh, respond as she would, but just try from a man's perspective to, to become empathetic. Mm. Okay. How can I get in her shoes as a man and not turn into a woman here? Yeah. You know, and, and that was, that was really what I, that was my challenge. How can I become empathetic? How can I, how can I try to feel? It's like, I just need to transfer her feelings over to me and respond the way a man would. I just need to know how she's feeling. And so um, that was one of the things that I really sought God for with her. And um, I, that happened. That happened in that moment. I was able to do the things that she needed me to do. So I just got, I ended up getting busy taking care of stuff. Don't worry about the hotel. I got that taken care of. Don't worry about transportation. I got that taken care of. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. And, it, and, it, and then all she had to think about was being there for her brother. You know, uh, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. And so I was able to remove a lot of the cares that were, you know, just almost like superficial in that moment. And so that was one of the things that I was able to do. But I'm going to tell you what, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a daily challenge. It is. Just get ready, brothers. It's a daily challenge. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that you said it's a daily challenge because I think a lot of times, especially like my wife will come to me with things and I've learned to go, all right, does she want me to fix it or does she want me to listen? Right. And sometimes, you know, just holding back and just, you know, biting my tongue and letting her get it off her chest. A lot of times she already knows the answer. She just needs a sounding board. Right. I and guess. I like what you said. A woman doesn't want you. She wants you to be sensitive. She wants, doesn't want you to be mushy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to slide into, she doesn't want a wimp. She wants a man. Right. She wants a man that can be sensitive and can walk with her, but she doesn't want yeah. a wimp because she's going to eat a, a wimp up. I right. mean, my wife will eat you and spit you out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think I'm with you on that one, Jody. My wife is tough. She is tough. And uh, no, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you right on point, Antoine, with that, because a lot of times with me, I know I'm always in that in that solution mode. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's very challenging. Even now, it's very challenging for me. My wife can come home and uh, you guys know <clears throat> we just opened up a, a nail salon here. Right. And so she's coming home with all the different things that she's dealing with. And I'm like, you know, inside, I'm, I'm just like a little puppy, like, oh, I got that. I got that. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> but on the back end, she's looking like if you don't just be quiet and just listen, like I just need to vent, you know what I mean? And so and, but that's tough for me because growing up in a household where I've always seen my father solve the problem. Right. And so that's all I knew. And that's all I know is to solve the problem. I see a problem. I'm immediately going into solution mode. And so as a husband, now I'm learning that sometimes the solution is to just listen, right? A lot of times that's, that's where the solution is. And like you said, Jody, they already know the answer. 
But I think a lot of times our ego as men get in the way and we say, you know what, I, I, I got this. I can handle this. But she's actually giving you the solution within the problem. Right. And so it's it's tough a lot of times. So, ah, yeah, Antoine, you schooling me right now. man. <laughs> I, need to, I need to find out what she needs right now. I may just go paint a bedroom or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'm just watching the comment thread and I want to get to Rick because I'm really interested to hear what he has I want to hear say. what Rick got to say, too. <laughs> well, because He's a little bit more newlywed than we are. So. So I'm curious to see that. And so, but Chauncey, he said, how do we not take over? And I think a lot of times we want to instantly move into fix it mode. Right. Right. And I think that's a real challenge for a lot of men instead of going, you know what? All right, sweetheart, let's step back. Please unload everything on you. uh, Mm -hmm. That's on your heart, on your chest. And I, and I'm going to receive it. And I think a lot of times we're not good at receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we tend to want to take over in Chauncey's words instead of going, all right, I've received it. Now, how can we work this together? What are Mm -hmm. your ideas? Here are my ideas. And then on a united front, let's move forward in a, in a way that is, you know, respects each one of our, our gifts. And I love that you said, look, I'm going to take care of the car. I'm going to take care of the hotel and I'm going to allow your gift to nurture and love to yeah. be fully 100% available for her brother. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that's probably the greatest gift that we can do is clear the path so that she then can bring a true heart of caring, love and support to the situation. Mm-hmm. Rick, yeah. how about you, buddy? <laughs> so I have a question. Where did you find the picture? Ah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, man, that is a good picture. <laughs> and, uh, I got my ways, man. You can't give away all your secrets. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. But it, it, it depicts me in a way of... um serious but yet not so serious like let's put on the mustache let's put on the fake face and let's let's um you know we we can figure this out together but let's not be so uptight about all of it um yeah you know it, it's funny because everything that we're talking about we had me, me and my wife um we've been together five years we just had our three-year wedding anniversary so we are we are fairly new at this with the pandemic and everything, I mean, it has just been like mind blowing. It has been like, whoa, what is even going on here? Yeah. With, with that being said, we we sat down and we had a talk last night. And my wife said to me, you're not listening. She said, you are not listening to me. And our egos come in. And our, our manliness comes in. And like we just discussed, we want to be the one to fix it. We want to be the one to jump in and be like, I got this. I got that. Let me handle this. I can do it all. But at the same time, we can do it all, but we're not listening. Mm-hmm. And all we need to do at that point is, is settle back and just listen. Mm-hmm. Listen to what your wife is telling you. Listen to the words she's using. Listen to how she's using the words and her breath and her and and everything about her and let it absorb in you because we don't do that. I don't do that. And I'm very guilty about it because when I come home, I want to be like, I work 12 hours a day and I'm going to fix everything. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> No, she's been home with the kids all day. Everything's not good. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 a it's it's a challenge um it's coming together and i i believe really now what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing is that you have to be a sounding board you have to be compassionate you have to be non-judgmental and you have to listen to what they're truly telling you before you can respond before you can react before you can say anything and sometimes in, in my case it's probably better just to say nothing for a while and just, just listen, just listen. How, how, how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, I, I've been married 33 years and I'm still learning when 
to just be quiet, to just listen, to be present. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so not, not, I, I, I get what you're saying and not, and not to interrupt you, Jody. Uh, my wife will be the first to tell you. All right. I, I've got very long days when I come home, I'm in the heat of the moment. It's, it's, you know, what I do for a living is very physical. And when I come home, sometimes I'm not in the greatest of moods. And I'm like, why isn't this done? Or why isn't that done? Or we should have done this. You should have done that. And it takes me about 10 or 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes before I finally like settle in and come to in, into that playing field of you've had, you've had a long day too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, um, I, I don't know. You just gotta you gotta turn that switch and be like, <laughs> all right, I'm ready to listen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well you know well, the I- one thing that I've done and my kids know it, when when Jody comes home, and now that the pandemic's here, I mean <laughs> it makes it a little different. But mm-hmm. when whenever I come home, the first person I go see is my wife. The very mm-hmm. first person. The kids may say hi, but I walk right past them. <laughs> and I always go right to my wife. I put my arms around her and say, hey, sweetheart, good to be home. That's the mm-hmm. first thing I do. And I want you to know that I love you and I'm here. What can I do to help? That's the very first thing I do every time I come home. And, and I think it's really, really important because I think, you know, it's like you said, Rick. I think a lot of times we come home and we're tired from our day, but we forget that she's had a day, too. And, you know, it's not like, you know, the fifties where you came home and you put on your slippers and she mentioned a skirt and a happy, you know, baked goods and yo dear, welcome home. That doesn't happen. (laughs) So, but, but I've just made it a priority to make sure that, that I make sure that Judy is first and the kids know that Judy is first. And the other thing is that, I mean, we are religious about this is every week. Judy and I have a date night. I mean, when we were, you know, when I was first trying to win her heart, I was pursuing her. 31 years later of marriage, I'm still pursuing her. And I think a lot of times we forget that pursuit and and that, you know, that you need to be continually trying to earn and and, um, be the person that she's hoping that's pursuing her and loving her. Mm, That's good. So, I saw you. So, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> what was that, Antoine? Mike, what you got, Mike? Oh no, I mean, it, you like I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just like, man, this is this is good, and we're just getting started because I had that very same question, Jody. Like, how do you know when to turn that off and just listen? Um, because true story, right? True story. This happened just a, just a couple of days ago. Uh, my wife and I were having a, a conversation and she was just, she was just pouring, right? She was letting me know what was going on. And uh, again, you know, normally I'll just be like, okay, boom, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to flip this and we're going to do this. Right. And so this time though, I just stood there and I said, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. And so <laughs> she gave me that look like, for real, you, you, you're not going to say anything. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that I think that is, again, I, but you know, I think the power in that <clears throat> is the principle in becoming one. You know what I'm saying? As, as far as understanding who your wife is, so you can be the man that God has created you to be for her. Right. Because we understand that she's the help meet suitable for us. But what do we need to be for her? And I think that's part of that becoming one. And and like you said before, Antoine, it's a it's a daily process. Right. Because you don't just get married and all of a sudden, boom, you won. This is a daily process. And so every day, like us. Every day, our wives may may change and go through some things and no different than us. Right. And so I think that is. That's the fun part, but it's also the challenge within, you know, within the, the, the marriage is when do you turn that on? When do you turn it off? Right. When do you fix it? And when do you just sit back and listen? Right. So that's tough. How, you know, how do you do that? I think I think it's in really what you said uh, right there, Mike, uh, the 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 journey or the path is in becoming one. Uh, if, if when I'm one with my wife, I mean. That, that day might not come until I'm 99. 
you know, where I actually get there, you know, <laughs> but, but on the way I should gain a lot of ground. I should be able to figure a lot of stuff out, you know, by the time I get there. But, uh, but in becoming one, you're in, and that was what I said about the empathy thing. I got to be able to get in my wife's shoes. I got to be able to get into her space. I got to be able to figure out what she's thinking in that moment. And, and you know what, man, that, I got to wrap my head around the fact that this is a full-time job for me. Mm. You know, I got a vocation, you know what I'm saying? I got stuff that I got to do to bring, bring money into the house. But my number one job, because I'm married now, because I chose to marry this woman, my number one job has to be to become one with her, to wow. find out what she needs. And I got to be able to meet her needs. You know, she didn't have to marry me. You know what I'm saying? She could have said, no, I could be still single. I could find somebody else at this point. But she said, yes. So I owe it to her to become one with her. The other thing I thought about was uh, there are a lot of filters that men come with when they come into a marriage. Um, one of the filters is if you like me, you grew up with a father in the home. I know, Mike, you did. You grew up with your father in your home. That's a filter mm -hmm. because how your father did things is the way you think husbands ought to act. Yeah. And. And that's how he was supposed to act for his wife. Yeah. yeah. Not, that's not, I, I don't take how my father acted with his wife and put that on my wife. That's, that's a disaster. That's how I got into a lot of trouble in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, she's supposed to respond to this, you know? I mean, my dad, I watched my dad for years, you know, come on, he's supposed to respond to this. And she's like, I'm not your mom. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm not, my, my mom's name is Francis. I'm not Francis. You know, I'm Daria, you know, I'm not going to respond to what she responded to, you know. And so that was a filter that I had to, what I had to be, when I say filter is, you know, the thing about a filter is the filter takes out all of the, all of the stuff that's not supposed to go through, but something is supposed to get through. So there were some things that my father did pass that I, I do need to take in principle, but not necessarily everything in practice. And so the, the essence or the principle of what he said is good and it works, it applies, but not necessarily to practice. My wife is not going to put up with some of the stuff that my father was <laughs> able to get away with with my, wife, with my mom. And so I got to understand that, you know, uh, my father was a great man. Don't get me wrong. He was great. My, my father and my mother had a great relationship, but that was their relationship. So I got to understand that uh, I got, I, I can't cheat on this test. You know what I mean? I can't cheat on this test. I can't, there's no uh, script sheet here. There's no, uh, you know, nothing written on my palm that I took from my dad. I can't use that in this test because it's a whole different ball game. It's a living, breathing new book. Yes. <laughs> a whole set of new rules, whole set of new guidelines. Right, you can just right. take the principles and apply them. Yep. Yeah. You might as well just get ready. Get ready Every, for the ride because it's going to be a ride. And changing by the minute. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? That statement, my wife is, uh, a, what is it, a, a, an enigma wrapped in a riddle? You know, <laughs> one day I think I got it. I got to figure it out. Next day I'm like, okay, you want to do such and such? We just did that yesterday. You know, I don't want to do that ever again. I'm like, I thought you liked it. Yeah, yesterday. You know, so it's, it is what it is, man. <laughs> I, you, you know, you hit on something that I think is really important is, is that as a husband and a, a wife, one of our primary goal is that we need to figure out how to become one. And I think one of the challenges that men often have, or that I hear that men have, is, is that I open my heart up and I share things with my wife. And then six months, a year down the road, they use it against me. <laughs> and so now they're holding back because... They, they've been, you know, their legs have been cut out from underneath them because they're mm -hmm. trying to put out into her heart what they're feeling and what they're trying to build in the relationship. And it's easy, I think, for a woman sometimes to use that against him. And so there is a trust that now my wife is really good about trusting. I mean, she has my heart 100 percent. Right. I mean, whatever she's got it. But I think a lot of people really struggle with remembering that as you're giving love, as you're giving and sharing your life together, that there is a level of trust that we need to be respectful of on both sides. 
right? I'm yeah. using the women just because I was in a conversation and that came up. It's like, mm -hmm. man, every you now six months later, I'm always brought, it's always brought back to me. So, mm -hmm. how are you know, Rick? How are you guys working to become really one in your relationship? You know, like like we've said, it's 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 a daily um, challenge, weekly, monthly, um, especially with everything going on. Um, me and my wife obviously have different thresholds of comfort zones due to the pandemic, which has created some resistance. And um, so with all of that being said, it's, it's really, it's really trying to take the focus off of yourself and put the focus on her and listen to the things. And, and we keep going back to listening, but, listening and respecting what she is saying and try to absorb how she tells you those things um, has, has been a challenge for us. Um, it's been a challenge for me to, to let my guard down and be the man that I want to be for her. Um, but yet at the same time, be the sounding board and maybe not quite as manly, but yet just as a compassionate person, as a compassionate spouse, a partner, and listen to, to, to what's, what's actually happening. So um, it's, uh, you know, we're, I, I think we're doing really well at it. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, we're both willing to work at it. And I think that is, that is a huge thing uh, in a marriage as well, is that both people have to be willing to work at it. If they see that there is a situation, if they feel that there is a problem, there has to be truth, honesty, openness, and talk about what is really affecting you, what is really going on, and then how do we go about that as a couple, as as a as a as a unified team member, one unit, husband and wife, standing tall, standing together. That's so. Uh, it's um, it's a challenge, but if you're willing to work at it, then then you have it's it's worth working for. Yeah. So why why is it? that we as men feel that if we're being sensitive and loving, that it's less manly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think a lot of times, you know, in, in, in the, we call it, we call it man law, right? There, there's just some things that we were, we were taught whether it was right or wrong that men just don't do right? Men don't cry. Men don't get emotional. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think it's, it goes with what <clears throat> Antoine was saying before is that there's things that, that needs to be filtered. There are some things that need to get through, but there are some things that, that shouldn't get through. And I think that's one of those things that for a lot of men was able to see through the filter is, is this impression that we can't get emotional, right? We can't, experience what our wife is experiencing and you know and i think my my wife has helped me with that tremendously tremendously my wife is a brilliant woman because i can honestly say that she's never anything that i've ever said she's never held it over my head never um and what that allows me to do is to be even more vulnerable for her um and so with or through that example, she's teaching me how not to hold it over her head, which allows her to just be free with me. And so, um, you know, I think that's 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 a part of that training, though. You know, some some men really believe that you're less of a man if you go down that road. And what I've learned is that it makes you more of a man to be able to go there. Right. It makes you more of a man to be able to look into your wife's eyes and say, listen, I was wrong. I I messed up. <laughs> right. Um, that's tough. It's tough until you learn how to do it on a consistent basis. And then you realize, like, man, this is this is the right way. <laughs> right. This is the right way. So um, it, it comes with training. It comes with training your, your examples, your environment. You know, whether good or bad, it gets like Antoine said, it goes through that filter and some things you need to be intentional about not allowing it to seep through the filter. So it's 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 a process. It's, it's difficult at times to accept the responsibility, like you were just saying that, yes, you are wrong. And 
being willing to confront that and give that to your wife and just and have that moment. And it's not about you're right or you're wrong. It's just about opening up and, and, and having that moment. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's yeah, a great, great point. See, my 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 parents, that's that's another filter too. my my parents were not the most affectionate couple, you know, for me growing up. And so when it count when it came to my wife having a moment where she really needed me to be affectionate and sensitive and, uh, you know, or romantic or things like that. Uh, and if, if my dad is watching, I'm, you, you know, you were a good dad and a good husband. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't necessarily have uh, that example of that affection and that, that type of thing. And my wife is very affectionate, you know, and she needs that. That's a need that she has. And so that was one of those things for me that uh, I had to understand. It was almost like every time she needed me to be sensitive and affectionate, I had to, what I had to do is I had to get rid of my, my, uh, my click. You know, I had to get rid of my, uh, my entourage. There was this entourage <laughs> that I had carried, that I had following me everywhere I went in my marriage. And it wasn't, nobody else could see them but me. It was, it was my uncles. It was my homeboys. It was, you know, it was, it was, everybody was watching me. What you getting ready to do right now? You getting ready to cry? You know, you're not going to cry. You know, you know, you're going to hold her hand in public? You know, I mean, what are you doing? You know, you're going to kiss her in public? You don't do that in public. You're going to private. You know, and so I had to, that was really something that I had to really get rid of and uproot. You know, uh, and I, I, I think about in, in the Bible, there's a scripture in Matthew where, where Jesus was telling them that uh, there are trees that you have planted in you that God did not put there and they need to be rooted out. And so I came with a lot of trees that God didn't put in me, but I just allowed them to grow up and produce fruit for years and years. And so uh, that was one of those things that I had to get rid of. And there's this stigma that uh, I'm going to turn soft if I listen to my wife. And if I'm actually listening to listen yeah, and not fix it, that was like hard, man. It was like, I mean, you might as well scratch the chalkboard with your fingernails because I'm like, I got to listen just to listen. <laughs> I can't say anything, you know, it's, but that's real though. You know, that's real. But that's one of those things that you just have to, you have to understand that, like I said, man, marriage is a, is a full-time job. You are a full-time husband before you're anything else. If you're married. Yeah, you are a full time husband before anything else. So whatever attention that you put into your job or your business, you know, maybe I shouldn't say job. Some people don't like the job, but <laughs> whatever you put into something that you're passionate about, your wife deserves even 10 times more than that. Maybe 100 times. I, I love that. I love that you went to the biblical account of that, because this morning I was actually thinking about marriage because my my son and, and his girlfriend, we. I had a discussion about marriage with my son. And so some of the things that he brought up really made me go, you know what, son, there really is a divine purpose for marriage. And so this morning I'm visiting with our friend, Sean Hart, and, and I'm going through that part where he's in the garden of Eden and he's been there by himself. He's taking care of everything, right? Mm -hmm. He's fixing everything. It's growing, <laughs> it's flourishing. But th then he gives him a woman to be the help yeah. meet for him. And I've yeah. always read it as that, you know, they were just going to take care of the garden. But when I read it this morning, it was, no, he gave him her to make him better so that he yeah. could see beauty instead of yeah. just fixing all the time. Wow. He could get into the emotion of what he yeah. was really building and creating. And together they were able to create something truly beautiful. Yeah, that's good, man. And that's really what I think God is trying to get us to do in our marriages and yeah. in our relationship is to truly become one so that we can have something that is not just long lasting and strong, but something that is truly beautiful and uplifting. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. My father, my father used to say this, too, about that when it says husbands and wives submit to each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we forget that it says submit to each other. You know, because a lot of times men look at submission as, well, I'm the boss, you do what I say. Right. But really, I mean, if you look at the word submission, it means submit. It means to give 
of what you have to this team. You know, you, you, we both bring something to the team that's valuable. And, and that's what it means. You submit what you have, I submit what I have. And now we got a, we got a dream team, better than Michael Jordan when, in the Olympics, you know, and Magic when they were on the team. We got a team that can beat anybody if we submit and bring both things to the table. I think about what you just said, man. Uh, she made him better. She made him better, you know, and that's that's key, man. I think that's key. You know, yeah, and, and that, that's that's powerful because, you know, you brought up your dad, Antoine, and I remember uh, he taught me, <laughs> you know, the, the principle <laughs> of submission. And, you know, one of the things I remember him saying was submitting is <clears throat> when you submit to the assignment that God has given yeah. the, the husband, right? And yeah. when when he taught that, it changed my life because like you said, I began now and I never had this, this mentality that man controls woman or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what I was taught in my home. Um, however, I do remember when he taught that principle and it literally changed my life because now I understood, like you guys just said, that she is in place and in position to make me better so that we together can fulfill the assignment that God has us on this earth to fulfill together. Yeah. And I will tell you this, every single time that I lost sight of that, my life went just like this every single time, every single time. But as it, the, the very second that I removed everything and put her above all of that stuff that I was doing and trying to make happen. It went just like this, literally. Right. So it was, it was almost as if, you know, I have, I have this shirt that says I asked God for courage and strength and he sent me my wife. Right. And I wear that all the time. And, and, and it's, it's interesting because on, on the shirt, it has a picture of um, a silhouette of Wonder Woman, right? So anybody, I'm not, I'm not heavy into comics, but I knew who Wonder Woman was, right? And so one of the things though is, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that, that, that strikes me though, every time I, I see that shirt, every time I put that shirt on, every time we in public, um, it is amazing to me at how much, how, how, how it makes her feel for me to acknowledge that, you know, even in something so small as a shirt, right. How to <laughs> just acknowledging that you must, you my superwoman, right. Like, like, I'm not going to be able to go there without you. I think mm -hmm. we were sharing this on the call yesterday. Um, and I was talking about how, when I, when I met my wife, the very first instruction that I was given to, to, to relay to my wife was she had to get her passport, had to get her passport. And mm -hmm. I knew that that had to happen because of the assignment that God has placed on our lives as a husband and wife. And I knew that it, it required us to travel, right? To travel and fulfill that assignment. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to go if she wasn't in position to go with me. So everywhere I go, she has to accompany me because that's the way that God has it. Not like this, but like this, where we're walking side by side and we're doing what God has called us to do together. And that is where, again, that becoming one happens, right? But it's a daily process because some, day, some days I'm like, you listen, you, you, ain't, you ain't hearing me, <laughs> right? But in reality, <laughs> it's me not hearing her because she's, again, she's, she's making it easier and she's making me better if I just listen to what she's saying, right? So mm -hmm. that's, that's really good, really good. You know what, Jody, you said, you said, uh, and I'm still stuck on that. Uh, she was, she was, created to make him better. Uh, my, one of the things that I do right now, or I'll say the, 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 the thing that fuels what I'm doing right now is what happened to me about five or six years ago. Um, I wrote a book and that was like, if somebody told me I was going to write a book, I probably would have thought they were crazy. You know, I, I've known people that wrote books. I remember when Mike was working on writing his first book. And I was just like, what are you doing? I mean, it's a lot of work, you know. <laughs> Let's go play, you know. But <laughs> I never saw myself writing a book. And um, 
one day I'm sitting at the table talking to my wife and she's just like probing and pulling stuff out of me and just, I mean, it, it was a, it was just a simple conversation that turned into a purpose defining moment mm-hmm. for me. He pulled some stuff out of me, things that I was struggling with, things that I was really, you know, I needed to overcome in order to move to a, a place that I know I was capable of reaching. And so she just pulled stuff out of me, man. And, and then after a while, she's like, write that down, write that down. And then she said, uh, this should be a book. Wow. And I'm like, wow, you know. And uh, she said, you should write this. She said, I guarantee you, people will get it. You, you will help people if you can get this book out. And so I'm like, okay, you know, what do I do? How do I start? So she gave me some tips because she had wrote a couple of books at that point. She gave me some tips and I'm, I'm putting this stuff together, man. And next thing I know, uh, I, I got this book and I'm like, you know, and, and that is really the thing that I'm using to drive what I'm doing right now is what I wrote in that book. And, and I, and I never, I never saw this day coming and I'm, I am the most fulfilled that I've ever been in my life. You know, and it was due to the fact that we had that conversation and she made me better. She actually made me better. She pulled some stuff out of me. I didn't even know was there, you know, and and to me, that's priceless, you know. And so I I think that what you're saying too, Jody, man, is is, is we got to get there as husbands. We got to get there as husbands. I think we get there. That that just turns the whole thing around. That turns the ship. Yeah, no, it's really... Actually, I Rick, do you have something you want to share? Because before, okay, you know, I, I've, you know, it's it's interesting. I love that you said that your wife drew that out of you, you know, yeah. because as as I was really wrestling with, all right, am I, am I one? Am I being emotionally present? Am I being fully a hundred percent, you know, engaged with mm-hmm. my wife and being everything that she needs to be? And I think there are times where we as men feel, and I told my wife this, I said, look, while you are finding the strength, I'm going to do everything I can to be the strength that you need. I'm going to be the shoulders, the back. I'm going to be the knees when we kneel together. I'm going to be everything that, that we need, to, that you need me to be. And so as I was thinking about this, just determination to, to be everything that she needs right now, I started thinking about, you know, internally how I was feeling. I was just like, you know, I just wanted to roar. I just was. And so I wrote this, this quasi poem and I posted it, but I think I'll, I'll read it to you because I think this, this is what a lot of men go through. And it's like, so I wrote, when you just feel like crying, uh, no, sorry, let me back up roar. When you just feel like crying, when you just feel like giving up, when you want to scream at the world, roar in your heart, roar in your silent prayers, roar in your anguish, roar through the tears and clenched teeth, roar as you rise to face the day. No one will ever hear the roar of your heart, but they will see it in the way that you stand. Mm. And you know, when I thought of you men, and I think of other men that I know, Sean Hart, Rob Pusey, you know, people in the USA, Rick Kolb, you know, and, and I see men that are doing everything they can to stand, to stand and be watchmen over their families, to be watchmen over their wife's heart, to be watchmen over their families. And what a great opportunity and responsibility it is. But I also have to go, all right, am I in that desire and trying to fulfill what I've chosen to take on as a husband 31 years ago? Am I giving her not only that, but am I giving her everything emotionally that she needs? Am I opening my heart to her? Because you know what? If nobody else sees it, they can see me stand, but she needs to see me stand, and she also needs to see my heart. Yeah. So uh, are we Joe, letting our wives see both? That that is that is so so good, Jody. Because I have to get a power cord. I'll be right back. No, that is, <laughs> that is that is so good. You know, there's a reason 
Um, everybody that knows me knows that my favorite animal is the lion. It, it hands down favorite animal is the lion. I mean, go figure. Right. But, um, my mentor shared something with me about, about the, the, the heart of a lion. And he said, you know, the lion is the only animal that will actually fight wounded and fight to the death. The lion's mentality is you need to kill me before I kill you. So my thing is this, when it comes to my wife, when it comes to my wife, whatever it is that is trying to overtake her in her mind, in her emotions, in her hearts, whatever that is that is trying to create a barrier, uh, a barrier between her and her realizing her dream, her purpose, her whatever it is, then I become a lion. I don't, I don't care who or what it is. And this is where I get that. Like a lot of times people, you know, I, I laugh and joke about it, but I'm serious when I say it, uh, because I always say, never let the size fool you, because inside of me is a roaring lion. And, and there's a reason behind that, because it, there's there's a boundary that you will not cross. <laughs> there's a boundary that you will not cross. And people know that the people that know me know that there's two things that will instantly get me there, that, that they will hear that roar. Number one is my wife. And number two is my children. You, you just won't cross it, right? But I, I think what you're saying, Jody, is being able to still have that boldness, that, that, that courage, that, that manliness, and, and still be someone that can be emotional for your wife, to fulfill that need, right? And it's interesting because as, as bold as the lion is, if you ever see them with the female lion, they become affectionate. right they become affectionate right but now here's what's interesting that female lion is the one that goes out and hunt and brings it back to the to the to the family to the pack right and so again she's making her she's making her the the male lion better by providing and doing the things that she's equipped to do but in turn he's standing guard (laughs) right he's standing guard you will not cross this line this here belongs to me <laughs> right this is this is mine this is what god has entrusted me uh to 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 protect to to provide for to love to cherish uh i think about of course my my wife all the time she she works hard my wife works almost as hard as i do if not harder seriously um oh yeah harder so one of the things my wife loves she absolutely loves uh is is foot rubs okay now it, and it's a it's an ongoing discussion. <laughs> it's an ongoing discussion in the house because I'm not one of those ones like I don't be like Ugh, feet, you know. What I mean? I'm not one of those guys. My thing is, I I need to get better at it. Let me say it that way. I need to get <laughs> I need to get better at recognizing. Now, watch this. Before she asks for me to rub her feet, I need to get better at just recognizing that she enjoys me to rub her feet. She wants me to rub her feet. This is something that she needs, right? So in the past, I was like, you just want me to do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, like that. this is something that she needs, right? Because again, one of her love languages, for example, is physical touch. She loves that 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 affection. She loves to, to, to feel that, that touch, to know that her husband has her best interest at heart, regardless of all the million and one things that I may have on the calendar, she needs to know, like you're saying, Jody, that she's number one, right? So she needs to know that even after this call, and I already told her, after this call, everything else comes to a halt, everything, because it's on you. It, this is this is your time now, right? And that's something that I'm learning, and that, that in itself is the roar. That's the roar. That's the roar of a man to actually be that 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 person that husband that your wife needs in private and in public right so people know <laughs> if 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 mike is a part of something then jacquel is a part of it as well right they don't they don't know mike without jock and they don't know jock without mike <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so it's just it's it's the roar that is the roar right there and that's what makes a man a man to be able to say and look in the mirror like you you 
you are a real man because you love that woman. You love your wife. And 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 I and I have to I have to drop this plug in there, Antoine. I never forgot it. Never forgot it. Hit the, your your father taught me this, <laughs> right? Love letting others have victory at my expense. Never forgot it. Never forgot it. Letting others have victory at my expense. And so every single day I wake up realizing that I have to let my wife have victory at my expense. When I don't feel like it, it's necessary. Why? Because I'm a man. I'm a husband. This is what we do. So, yeah, man. Amen, man. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> Very well. Well, I, I want to thank you guys for joining me for this discussion. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't prompt you guys. This is I gave you the opening sentence and I said, all right, we're going to explore this together. <laughs> and, and I appreciate you having the courage to to join this you know this discussion with me because i think a lot of times we don't make time especially as men to talk about the things that are most important we talk about business we talk about sports we talk about everything else but how often do we have the opportunity to talk about what it means to be a good husband to be a good father to be a good man in the home and in the community and really if you can be a good man in the home that is going to ripple into every aspect of your life. And yeah. so that's really, you know, why I appreciate you guys uh, joining me because I, I have mad, mad respect for all three of you guys. And I just want to thank you guys for joining me tonight. So much love to you guys. So thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. So on the rest of you guys tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure I'll come up with another topic and we'll do round two or round three, whatever. So, Thank you, guys. Right? <laughs> you guys have a good night, and we will check the rest of you guys same time right here on Father's Fire. All right. Out.